When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of Valley Voice. My name's Lee Wilmot. I'm joined by our uh, Charlton Athletic reporter Clive Yalton. Hi Clive. Hi Lee. And we've got uh, Ryan O'Donovan uh, who is our Fulham writer with us, although he doesn't have much of a voice. Hi Ryan. Hello Lee. Um, let's go straight into it Clive with uh, last night after defeat at Scunthorpe on Saturday. Charlton needed to pull something out of the bag and they certainly did that in the last knock-ins against Peterborough, didn't they? They did. Um, it was a fascinating game, actually. You've got to feel sorry for Peterborough because, you know, they were 2 0 up going into the 91st minute or 90 plus one, um, and basically looked to have the points in the bag. Um, Charlton won a penalty. Ricky Harmon smashed it in the net. Four minutes were put up, um, had been put up. The crowd was still there getting behind them, which was fantastic to see. They didn't and leave like QPR then? They didn't leave like <laughs> QPR, no. There were 9,000 of them, wasn't a particularly big crowd. Um, but the fans really did generate a lot of noise, um, even when their team were behind, which is something Carl Robinson uh, obviously commented on. And Carl and Ahern Grant popped up to knock in a Nabi Sar header across the box from a Holmes cross. So um, everyone sort of went mad, really. Uh, again, Carl Robinson went down the touchline, kicking the hoardings, punching the air, going mental, just over one point. But it was a fantastic point in the circumstances. Um, Peterborough had some quality players Marcus Madison played really well Jack Marriott um, Leonardo de Silva Lopez I'm not sure what they call him for short but what a player he is looked like Patrick Vieira roaming around the midfield And uh, but Charlton have had a lot of injuries they've got big injury problems so to put a team out there to get something from that game against a 7th place te- uh, team one, one place below them was uh, pretty decent overall Did a, um, the, the game against Scunthorpe at the weekend Perhaps have a bearing on um, Robinson's reaction to the uh, to the equaliser. Yes, probably because he said he was stunned on Saturday at Scunthorpe. Two worldy goals. One was a free kick from 25 yards, and another fantastic strike. They weren't expecting that. Again, they'd missed chances in the first half. Um, the keeper made an unbelievable save from Josh McGuinness. Always seems to be Josh McGuinness. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Josh McGuinness Poor old can't Josh. score. But um, he's got five this season. To be fair, I think they've all been headers. Um, I think you've mentioned that he's got five this season in the last two or three podcasts. (laughs) But no, it's unfortunate that they didn't score and then Scunthorpe hit them with two two bolts out of the blue, really. But that's the way football goes. And then last night, I was expecting them to come out and win despite their injury problems. Um, They really needed to win. You know, it's five points from 12 now in their recent run of four games. Two, Two draws at home and a win at home and a defeat away. So... Um, they slipped from third to sixth, still in the pack, still doing well. And, and Robinson is still upbeat because it, he quite rightly says he's got so many players out and they're all going to be filtering back in soon. 
that Charlton will only get stronger. But he did admit they were defensively all over the place mm. last night and the fans were getting at them. Quite a lot of negative stuff going on. Although the general feeling in the second half was, we can do this. I think the Peterborough fans started singing a song having a go at the Charlton fans and suddenly they just thought, we're not having that and we're going we're gonna to have <laughs> a go back to the fans, yeah. And that seemed to, seemed to lift the team a little bit, I think. And... Um, they just knocked on the door. Nothing was coming off for them. Ricky Holmes was being slaughtered by one supporter behind me, but again was trying his absolute damnedest to make sure that Charlton were going to get something out of that game. And both goals, he scored a penalty and he made the second one, despite things not coming off for him. So, um, yeah, it was it was a fascinating game. Very difficult when you're writing, you know, your, your piece at the end of the game. And I had a fan behind me. Sort of said, you don't want to say weary, you want to say a rude word about how Charlton <laughs> had been playing. And then somebody else shouted to me, you're going to change your report now, aren't you, at the final whistle? Because I'd already written, you know, this was a dreary, uh, terrible 2-0 home defeat. Suddenly it's a 2-all and everyone's going home bouncing. So. To, uh, to use an old cliche, Ryan, it really is a funny old game in football, isn't it? Because Monday night um, we're doing a podcast talking about QPR's miraculous come back from 2-0 down against Brentford on our uh, sister site Get West London and now we're on the uh, the Charlton podcast talking about Charlton doing exactly the same yeah football bloody hell eh? <laughs> but um, yeah it's, it's one of those things you know you something happens in football and it's something like that 2 all draw at, like Brentford one where they come down from 2-0 down with two minutes left in injury time and it's something you won't see for another 25 years but it's like London buses two come at once you wait ages for someone like it and to come up once. <laughs> yeah, within 24 hours. And then, you know, we probably won't see... London buses, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> we probably won't see anything like that again for another 14 years. It's just, it's yeah. one of those things that happens in football and that's why we love it. But isn't it remarkable that we're talking about the fans, Holloway was having a go at the QPR fans for not staying and yet the outcome was the same for both teams. It didn't really matter no, whether no. the fans were there or not. The QPR players did their job, came back into the game... And Charlton, although they had the backing of the fans, did their job, came back into the game. So, What you're essentially saying there, Clive, is the fans don't matter. So, uh, Has everyone heard that? Clive Hilton thinks the fans don't matter. <laughs> they do matter. <laughs> They've got a right to do what they want to do, yeah, haven't they? They, they can, they the can stay or they can go. It's, it's really up to them. My, my um, experience as a player, although I didn't play in front of massive crowds, was a player shuts out what's going on around them anyway. They're concentrating on their game mm. and they're trying to do their job. Um, regardless of what's going on around them and I think Charlton players have had to do that of course last season with all the protests so I think a lot of it you shut it out and okay it's up to the fan if they want to be there to see it great if they don't then they're the ones who miss out ultimately aren't they, they you go home and oh that must have been a good game you know, 2 all coming back yeah I, I left when it was 2-0 I didn't see the goals it, you remember that mm. for the rest of your life don't you the fact you missed out but you know there's various reasons for people wanting to go home. At the same time, you know, Charlton are at home to Peterborough. You know, there's not that angst between the fans, but if you're QPR at home to Brentford, you're losing 2-0 at home again to them and you're being bantered off by their fans, you're not going to stay and watch the rest no, of it, are you? You're going you to want to go. You're yeah. going to sort off. So you've got that difference as well. But yeah, you know, Ian Holloway's comments, Charlton just proved there that it doesn't really matter, does it? Not really, no. And Carl Robinson would never, ever have a go at his fans anyway. No. He would always support them. He's supported them in the protests. He's got empathy for people who come to the ground, empathy for people who want to stay away. It's up to them whether they shout or scream or applaud. 
and and he'll take whatever comes his way. It's different management styles, isn't it? Like Carl Robinson's a manager I'd like to play for because mm. he's he's warm and he, and he you know it looks like he put an arm around your shoulder type thing. Mm. But Ian Holloway isn't a man I'd ever want to play football for. Right. He just 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 doesn't come across as a personal person. No, Carl Robinson is a people's person. He's passionate. You know, he comes out and he applauds the fans and he laps it up and they always have a huddle at the end of the game and walk in late. And the atmosphere, although there's only 9,000 people, they make a hell of a row and it's fantastic to, to see the fans get behind them and to applaud them, even though it's a two-all draw. They drew at home two-all with MK Dons a couple of weeks back and they need to, need to really be winning these games. But look at the injury situation. Um, Patrick Bauer went off last night. He was replacing Chris Solly as captain. Solly's out injured last night. Bauer limped off. He's in crutches apparently at the end of the game. Billy Clark is out. Um, Tariq Fossey is out. Um, you've got Jason Pearce, Har- Harry Lennon, who are coming back into the reckoning for the Swansea game next week, apparently in the checker trade. But that's seven players out injured. Um, and he's still able to bring in a fairly decent uh, group of players to, to fill the bench. Uh, youngsters as well so um, yeah it's a, it's a testing time really we should um, have a chat about Carl and Hearn Grant mm. uh, we've spoken about him on the podcast a number of times before and you've mentioned Clive that he's had a chance and not taken it he's had another chance and not taken mm. it he took one last night he did um, he's got, thoughts on him he's got something about him he's got a lot of pace um, but it's, football it's not, not all about pace of course but he does make things happen he came on in the second half um, fairly recently and made a big impact. I think it was against MK Dons. So he can he can make things happen, but Carl Robinson keeps calling him a young player. I think he's 21, 22 now. How long do you become, you know, how long do you stay a young player? He, I think he made his debut... 20. A, okay, Apparently. I'm corrected. But he made his debut at 16 or 17 and he's been there or there He seems to have been around for a while. He's been around a long time and he's been given chance after chance. And I've seen Carl Robertson hang his head at some terrible misses from Ahern Grant when they've needed him to score. Um, Ironically, when they were training in Ireland pre-season, he got this absolute worldy goal in a training game. And of course it went viral. Look at what Carl and Ahern Grant could do. But he did that in a training game, which was meaningless. When, Mm. When he's needed to do it, Gillingham, he came on, missed a big chance. He hasn't, but there he was last night, popping up at the far post, gambling like any good striker should do, and getting his reward, and it was great to see. It should um, give him a huge confidence boost, shouldn't it? Yeah, it should do, and, and Carl Robinson said, if it doesn't give him a boost, then nothing nothing will, because to score a goal like that in that sort of atmosphere, to, and it's such a meaningful goal, he turned around and went straight to the halfway line, good attitude, he wanted to try and get his team back so let's try and get a, a winner which would, would have been wholly unlikely but but yeah it's good to see him score um, hopefully that'll that'll mean that he'll, he'll play with a bit more confidence of course Leon Best made his debut yes finally signed after yes. weeks of uh, speculation he scored a goal in a behind closed doors friendly against QPR how did he do last night though Clive? last night um, I didn't see him touch the ball that often. <laughs> the game passed it's him by. It's going to take time. It's going to take time. The game passed him by a lot, although, of course, I am glancing at my laptop quite a lot. Um, Carl Robinson said he showed good touches, um, good movement. There was. I didn't see him do a lot, to be honest, but then he hasn't played for months. Um, I think it's a very good signing because if he does get fit and he, he gets these minutes 
under his belt like against Wimbledon in the FA Cup I'm sure he'll play I'm sure he'll play at Swansea in the Checker Trade Trophy it means that then going into the transfer window they've actually got a player that they've already got do they want to sign him I mean he's signed until the 1st of January I believe mm. so both parties can make a decision on whether they want to stay or go um, I hope he does well because Charlton desperately need a striker but what it did he played up front because Robinson likes to play one up front it meant Josh McGuinness going out onto one of the flanks and he did fairly well out there it's where he plays for Northern Ireland so um, it did disrupt things a little bit but then it was going to be disrupted because Chris Solly was out injured the, the full back he had to do some manoeuvring anyway so I think they did very well in the circumstances and, and best will only get better and they've, um, as, a, as a team, they've got to kind of kick on there. You've already mentioned that five points from 12 is uh, not a great run of form that the Addicts are in at the minute. No, it's not. Um, they're playing well, they're creating chances, and, and that is always a good sign. Um, they're missing those chances invariably. They've got. A manager will always be more concerned if they're not creating chances, yeah. won't they? Last season they weren't creating, and now they are. So he's always going to be happy that they're, they're doing that. Fossu, obviously, is the top scorer, seven goals, isn't playing. Billy Clark was a vital cog in that team actually and when he's not playing you miss him because he keeps the momentum going from midfield so they've got a couple of really influential influential players out um, they've got Wimbledon in the FA Cup interestingly Robinson said last night the next big game is against Portsmouth on December the 9th so writing off the FA Cup game against Wimbledon he's yeah. not writing <laughs> it off he's saying that in his mind it's all about the league he does want to go and beat Wimbledon. He said that um, in the same breath. He'll go out, you know, all guns blazing to try and do that. But which team he'll put out, I don't know. Um, and again, he's going to make about 11 changes for the for the Swansea game, for the Checker Trade Trophy. A lot of youngsters will be going in there, I expect. It's all about Portsmouth at home, which is a massive game in lots of senses because it's the 25th anniversary they're celebrating of being back at the Valley. Okay, yeah. 5th of December 1992 so um, that coincides with that they're going to wear a, a replica kit from 92 um, fans have had a chance to buy a replica shirt um, which there's been mixed reviews on the price £75 for a shirt well it depends on where the money goes if but it's going to Roland de Chatelet yes. they're probably not going to go out and buy it are they? No. but it's a limited edition it's all nicely boxed and I saw in fact I saw some fans walking from the superstore away from the ground carrying bags last night about an hour or so before kickoff and wonder whether they were actually just there Didn't they go on sale them. last night? Yeah, they went on sale okay. last night. So I wonder whether that they were there. That is a lot there. of money, isn't it? Football is just... It is a lot of money. in too much money these days. It is. And reporters don't get paid enough. No, they certainly don't. <laughs> oh, we don't. <laughs> Um, just uh, you've touched on the FA Cup there. I'll bring Ryan in. Um, I don't know. Ryan's a lot younger than I am, um, but <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit old school. And this is this is kind of a really exciting weekend for for me. I love the FA Cup, and it's second round weekend, and the Premier League and Championship teams come in when the draw's made on Monday. I think it is so. It's quite an exciting weekend from my point of view. Does everyone still look at it like like that in the FA Cup? I don't know if everyone still looks at it that way in that in recent years, you know, managers have come from abroad and, you know, they've they've not really held the FA Cup in as much esteem as it used to be. You know, they've played youngsters in it and they've played much changed teams. I don't know if everyone, I mean, you say I'm young, but I think fans younger than me will look at the FA Cup and think, oh, no one really cares about that. Like I do with the League Cup. Like when I was growing up, the League Cup became 
what it is to yeah. be the Mickey Mouse Cup, basically. So maybe younger fans than me will look at the FA Cup and think, oh, it's not proper because we're going to play a, a, a weakened team and stuff like that. But me personally, I still love the FA Cup. You know, growing up, some of my best memories are from the FA Cup when smaller teams have beaten bigger teams. And I think, like, this is going to make me sound really young now, but I think my early, one of my earliest memories is that 2005 <laughs> 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 FA Cup final. So, yeah, and then you've had, you had the Stephen Gerrard FA Cup final. Yeah. So, for me, the FA Cup is still, still a big draw. You know, I cover Fulham. I'd love to get a non-league club away in the FA Cup just to report on it because it's just got that feel to it and stuff like that. I was going to ask you about that, actually, to where, obviously, covering Fulham there... Not the biggest fish in there, but they are a reasonably big fish, and you'd prefer to go to a lower league club. Yeah, I'd, you and, and I'd love to go to a, a, a non-league club, play them away. You know, just because you know the old atmosphere of it. You still got the whole chip van on the corner, and it's something you don't get in Championship, Premier League, and stuff anymore. It's just going back to the roots, but really, and getting a chance to experience it all, all over again. I'm a traditional non-league man. The first round is the best draw for me. Yeah, it's we've obviously fantastic. bypassed that. I enjoy the first round. And then the third round draw is the is the next best. Yeah. The yeah. second round is a bit of a nothing because it's just regurgitating, yeah. isn't it? But it's a fantastic competition and I, I feel quite sad that, you know, there, there are cup surprises, shall we say, but there aren't really any shocks these days in a way because you don't know whether those teams are actually playing their full teams. Woking went to Bury, didn't they? Won 3-0. Yes, on the face of it, fantastic result. Yeah. I don't know whether Berry put out a strong team or not. Um, Peterborough United last night at Charlton are playing Woking this weekend. They looked a very, very good side. Um, and I, I would fear for Woking if Peterborough are playing that side. But will they Will they play them? And uh, Well, if they're, if they're anything like Robinson and they've, they've got bigger fish to fry in the league and, and trying to get in the playoffs, then mm. they might rest one or two players mm. um, for the following weekend's game, uh, mm. which might give... Teams like working a chance. That's that's what the, the kind of the dumb league teams have to hang on to, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, but it's a fantastic competition. I'm with Ryan. I'm, if I was a player, a non-league player, forget the manager saying we want a home draw. You want to go and play on a big ground. You don't want to turn up at your, you know, your usual haunt, mm. running out against a team in a different kit with a few more people. You, you, that's basically what it is. <laughs> yeah. You want to get on a coach. You want to be in a hotel. You mm. want to turn up. In, in a big crowd waiting to see you walk off the off the bus play in front of 20 25,000 mm. people you imagine working do beat Peterborough and get drawn away to Man United well, that, like, that's the dream when you rather that of course you would um, I think the Slough managers um, Underwood and Baker both said oh we'd like a home draw go and play at Old Trafford or yeah. you know Goodison Park or somewhere that's, you get half the gate anyway so. of course you do and the pl- for the players it's about the yeah. players they've got you there give them their big day the special day they're never going to forget so we've had Ryan's first memory of the FA Cup, Clive. <laughs> 2004. <laughs> Give us yours, Clive. I remember watching Arsenal beat Liverpool in the 1971 final when Charlie George scored and laid on his back, a very famous moment. Um, I'm with Lee. I, the Cup final day was, was an all-day affair. Yeah. From 10 o'clock in the morning. In fact, you were almost bored of watching the telly by the time the, time the game started because it was such a fantastic day. And to see that day swallowed up within a Premier League you know programme or well you get that now you get that every week now don't you the, the yeah. whole day is swallowed up when Man United play Liverpool on, yeah. on Sky and it's not quite the same really is it I love I'd, rather than watch a Man United Liverpool I'd love to see a I don't know a leatherhead against a Fulham or some, something like that where there's a, a lower league interest when the lower leagues teams go out of it I think it loses a bit and Carl Robinson said that actually yeah 
he said that you know he's interested third, maybe first, second, third round. Once it gets into the fourth and fifth, you lose it a bit. Then you get to the quarterfinals and think, hang on, we could get to Wembley here because it's only one game. Because it's only one game because we're playing to Wembley. Yeah, nonsensical is that? Yeah. Excellent. Thanks, guys. We'll round off the podcast there. Um, all your latest Charlton news is on kentlive.news, and we will have another Valley Voice this time next week. Thanks for joining us.